Oh man, welcome back to the Grace Space. Yes, sir. Make sure you subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right, hit that like and comment if you're rocking with the content. Now, we got a special guest in the mm-hmm. building. Yeah, we do. As we always say, he's the most recent. So he's the most special. He's the most special. Mm-hmm. You That's know what right. I'm saying? Yep. We got a producer. We got a, a radio personality uh, on hiatus Twitch streamer mm-hmm. and much more. We're going to get into all of that. Mind spit. We're going to get into all of that. We got RTC Shogun in the building. Yeah. Oh, what's happening? Yeah. What's <laughs> Welcome yeah. in the building. Thank you. I really appreciate this. I love doing this type of stuff. So yeah, I appreciate nice. you guys bringing me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for driving to um, SoCal. Arizona, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> as, as we call it, mm-hmm. uh, let's 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 get into it, man. Because you you've got a quite a story. Um, yeah, I'm an old man, so I got all sorts of stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. like old stories, we man. Love we, stories. Lo- we love we love them, man. Stories. Yep. Um, I watched uh, the Mind Spit documentary. Yeah, and that was extremely intriguing. And we're gonna we're gonna jump to that in a little bit. But kind of tell us how you got into music, got into the radio thing. Like, kind of what was, what was your start into the game? Um, well, growing up, um, I I was I, I was always play a musician, so I always played guitar, you know, and bass, and that's kind of what we did. We played around in bands. I didn't really get into like I listened to hip hop, but I really never thought of it as a medium that I could get into, mm-hmm. um, just because mainly, you know. It, the exposure I had to it, um, I think, because um, where I grew up, it was like yeah, everyone was listening to rock music. It was that sort of thing, you know. There wasn't that much exposure to it, but once I did kind of branch out, I was I just fell in love with it. I was like, this this is absolutely amazing. And then you know the stuff I first started listening to growing up out here in AZ, it's you know you get that West Coast vibe. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I was, sure. it was Ice Cube, uh, Dre, that sort of stuff. Right, the right. Product, you know, that's the stuff that I was growing up Snowball on listening that. to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I. So I, I really, I was like, okay, I, yeah, this is dope. <laughs> and, you know, I had some other friends that, you know, they were getting into it. And they were like, you know, let's, we picked up a four track uh, microphone and a little, we had a little Casio Michael Jackson keyboard. Yeah, we're like, nice. man, we can yeah, do this. Nice. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> we're musicians. Why can't we do this? So yeah. that's kind of how, how it started with our little crew in high school, um, doing that probably like sophomore, junior year. Okay. Um, and Well, and, did you have a, a, a rock band then? Uh, yeah, well, just I mean, we were just garage bands, you know. We well, would play yeah. house parties or okay. you know, church functions, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, know, okay. it was, it was, you know, I always had dreams of being a rock star. That was always my thing: mm-hmm. is dreams of being a rock star. Right. You know, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> Who does it though? Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, but you say guitar and bass. Yeah, that yeah. was your. Those were your jams. Yeah, those were my main thing. I ended okay. up playing bass more just because no one played bass. You know, right. <laughs> so, I don't know why, man. That is such yeah. a like crucial instrument to me like i, I the, mean the guitar sexy bro like yeah. you grow up seeing the guitar player bro yeah but i mean I, the bass I mean, player's just in the back yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but bass He's playing is so dope though yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Playing, it's, uh, i don't know it carries that music yeah you know it really does yeah it's a lot of fun too so i love playing it but yeah so you know we had our little garage bands and stuff and it all just kind of it's all music we had loved all sorts of music we were pretty eclectic at the time okay. the stuff we listened to so. nice so uh, when you started when you started um getting into hip-hop um did you find yourself kind of blending the the rock element of you know of your of your band into the hip-hop like were you fusing a little bit of rock into what you were doing when you started out well we were very it was very rudimentary like i said we had a little casio so you know we were trying to mimic um some of the stuff we we're listening to like you know, but we it, the funny thing is it's like we didn't know a lot of that old classic stuff with samples you know so yeah, so yeah. it's like we're trying to mimic stuff on the keyboards like the stuff isn't sounding like what we want it's like not like it would anyways because we didn't know what the fuck we we're doing <laughs> right, but, right, right right but um so but, when did you when did you start knowing what you were doing <laughs> probably uh when technology started uh coming into play a little more like my okay. senior year um like i started learning i um Got a computer, started learning about MIDI, and I got my first keyboard that was actually a professional keyboard. I think it was, I don't remember if it was my junior or senior year, 
um, I asked my grandma for Christmas for for Lisa's keyboard, and I, I got that. I was like, oh, man, that was I got a little hip hop expansion card for it, oh, you know. Nice, I was like, nice. this is it. This is right. we were we got it now. And then not realizing, oh, there's no sequencer on this thing. Mm. Like, <laughs> so we would literally me and uh, um, another buddy of mine, like he he would like we would both sit on like the drum pattern. One of us would play a hi hat for four minutes while the other one was doing the kick and the snare, recording on the four track for four minutes, just sitting there on one track of the four track, you know, and then we had do a little melody line on, the, on another one. Then we'd have two tracks for the vocals, you know, so it was Jeez. like I said, like that's like cutting a tape or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's how we were doing it. And then when, you know, I found out about MIDI and syncing things up, I got a little um, old boss 202 drum machine. It wasn't the little sampler one. It was the drum machine. Mm -hmm. And it had um, you could sync one channel, so it's like it's got all these drums on it. We program our drums, and we had we can sync up the keyboards, have one little synth line or something like that. Okay. And it also had bass on it, so we could do the bass. And it was like that's when we started kind of stepping up. And that's when I realized I was like, okay, I was rapping at the time. You know, I it's embarrassing, you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and that's when uh, I started gravitating towards the the production element of like you know I like doing working with the four track i like syncing up these keyboards mm -hmm. i like doing all this so that's where when i realized okay i'm just gonna play this background role and, mm -hmm. and do this okay did you notice it yourself that you weren't a good rapper or did somebody no i knew i wasn't a good uh, okay. rapper. I, you, know. <laughs> you know like i would cringe and listen to some of that stuff <laughs> uh yeah my homie jason who we used to do stuff you know who i came up with uh he um he still has all of our love our old stuff oh, so wow. i listened to some of it i'm like man <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> yeah it, it was like that, that you know um so yeah those that was kind of embarrassing so i'm glad it's a good thing i stepped back <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but you were rapping over your beats though yeah right? yeah okay yeah nice so, so we're doing all just started giving them to other people yeah okay yeah so that's like my senior years when i really started getting equipment and um got turntables i started djing um doing house parties and stuff and then um with the computer we were able to start recording on the computer i mean it was this was back in like 99 98 99 so we could only do so much with what we had and obviously i was a what, poor what was so. your first doll um my first one was cakewalk um, okay i got a cakewalk i think it came free if i cakewalk like was free yeah. yeah 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 it, it like because with the sound card and the computer i had cakewalk and then i ended up getting logic for for it was another christmas thing you know I, mm -hmm. my, my parents got me logic and okay. i started using logic it was like logic, logic is a dope program yeah man, and it's it's pretty hard even too. then because back then i mean obviously you'd want pro tools but you but, know yeah but you gotta think the the both of those like either pro tools or logic are mm -hmm. like pretty much the go-tos yeah you know that was even version three which was you know that was when vsts first started coming out mm -hmm. where you first started having those software since and they were i feel like they were the pioneers of like okay they give you like three or four cents there was a sampler in there yeah there and was, because sure. that's the way my mind i just like you know look learned everything about that mm -hmm. and that's where I, I was able to expand things using that if you you know a lot of people talk about pro tools but if you really learn how to work with logic it's crazy mm -hmm. like because yeah. pro tools is 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 it has a kind of an easy setup mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like you can learn it pretty quickly like if you can learn logic you could do any yeah. goddamn doll that's out there in the <laughs> exactly. world like, yeah. you know what I'm and, seriously and now i don't use it anymore but like the for a while there recently they were relating there was like a six month free or three months or something mm -hmm. like that i dived into it i was like man this they've really done a lot with this yeah so, they've done a ton yeah yeah but yeah, because even like Pro Tools is is geared towards you know professional studio, so it's right. set up more like a tape track. You're a blank slate, mm -hmm. and you know you're recording you know you know drums, guitars, bass. I mean, obviously they have their sense of plugins and stuff, right. but and a lot of people do use it to produce. Um, I know like Jake One, like that's what he uses to produce mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I can't imagine trying to produce beats with Pro Tools. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. it is for too much. It's not sure. really meant for like. You can do it in there, yeah. but it, it's really kind of not yeah. meant for that. Exactly, you know? especially now when you have like Ableton and you have um, uh, Logic and even GarageBand now yeah. where mm -hmm. you get that recording, good recording functions and all the MIDI VST capability. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. that's very true. So junior, senior year, getting out of high school, you're making beats. 
now 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 what's going on? Is the, you're starting to form a group. You're start what's you're starting to get out there, starting to get known a little bit. So before I graduated high school, you know, you start looking at colleges and stuff. I knew I didn't want to go to college. I that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the music business. So um, I signed up to go to the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences mm-hmm. out here in Tempe. Shout out to Crash. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, amazing school. Um, mm-hmm. And but at that time it was you know it was, this was ninety nine, so it was just the one campus, and they didn't have it wasn't as big. So there was a waiting period. So there was a two year waiting period at that oh, time geez. before getting in there. That was and, just the Tempe campus, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was just Tempe before they yeah. opened up Gilbert and. Um, so I was like, okay. Well, so I ended up taking some classes at, um, you know, community college classes, you know, just basic math type stuff, you mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. I did take some recording classes uh, just to get into that. And then I got a call saying, hey, since you're local, you know, at that time it was like there was 12 people in the class, probably one or two were usually local. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, it was like someone dropped out for this next semester coming mm-hmm. up. Starts in two weeks. You're local. Can you make it? I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm in. So, you know, after two months of, you know, community college, I started going to Crass and learning a lot more there. That's where uh, there was um, a teacher. I wish I remember his name. He actually, he was kind of like the MIDI instructor. Mm-hmm. And I would just stay after, you know, learn things from him, learn how to sync MIDI more, sync to the computers and, you know, all younger that. Younger guy or older guy? Uh, he was at younger at the time. Yeah trying to think because yeah, i don't think it's the same dude that yeah. we're, he was we're a redheaded dude because um, we went to crass as well oh so, okay yeah awesome he was redheaded dude yeah mm. yeah i don't know i can't it wasn't it, it, no it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't wolf langan yeah. no it wasn't wolf langan <laughs> no i know wolf yeah it wasn't yeah. wolf okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah go ahead yeah so so he um he kind of taught me a lot more and um i still hadn't i, I was doing you know sampling but most of it was still keyboard Okay. Base, but I was collecting records, um, you know, because I also got acid, so Sonic Foundry acid at that time, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. a lot of people start on. And, yeah. and that kind of was geared towards sampling, so it kind of opened up a whole new world there with, yeah. with the sampling and integrating that as well. Nice. Acid. Yeah. I, I love when we talk about <laughs> old, pro, like, programs. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I love it. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Crash, too, man, because, uh, like like you said, we both went there. That's where we mm-hmm. met. Um and yeah, so much has changed even since we went there. They're, oh, yeah. they're now doing um, broadcasting and stuff. Too. Yeah, like like broadcasting Broadcast class stuff. now. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I went on. I went to, just to check it out and yeah. see what teachers were still there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, damn, I wish we would have like we been a little way, young, like waited. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, like where was this at when yeah, we went they have, there, like, the man? Broad, uh, broad, uh, broadcast trucks and stuff like that for like really? football. Yeah, and they That's like crazy. go they yeah. go live like. So they go really to go to oh yeah that's it's, awesome it's crazy yeah because yeah, when I went they didn't even have that second half where you learn more of Pro Tools uh, mm-hmm. I was the second class to be offered that second part mm-hmm. so we we learned the basics of Pro Tools but you could go further like we didn't have the I think it was the the studio that had the whole Pro Tools set up like, yeah. we didn't get yeah. those classes nothing like that Studio D yeah Studio D that's studio. what it was uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> that's where we spent D. a lot of oh, our time studio together D. yeah so we would we would book it out and we would sit in the room and and we would just sit in there mix, and mix, mix like crazy, crazy. Yeah. man yeah. in there it was so much fun man Shut those up. were the days <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were still doing the tape and or you know I was like when I did my project I used DA tapes. You know, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what I was. I'm doing. glad they they still they, they still teach that though. Do they really? Yeah, because yeah. well good. I, I'm assuming they still do. They have to bro. because probably not the DAs but the reels. Um, maybe, maybe they do they do the DAs. I, I feel like they they taught us everything about tape though. Yeah. Because it was like not everybody's going to be using this, but mm-hmm. it was like just such a you should need, you should know. Yeah. It, Bits and pieces of this, yeah. at least. Yeah, you know the history, too. right? Yeah, because uh, tape so is funny. awesome. Anyways, yeah. you know, uh, you Crazy. get su- such good sound from yeah. it. It's you funny know? with this old resurgence of old, like you know, reels coming back, cassettes coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for people to start using DAs and ADATs mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> So, so you going to crash with learning more about you know production. Mm-hmm. You're on acid now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're on acid now. <laughs> So we had our, you know, we had our little crew from high school. You know, okay. Obviously, there's a couple guys that weren't doing it anymore. And then, you know, there's just there's, um, it was uh, me, um, uh, Jason Horn. He was going by Jizz Hornet at the time. Okay. Um, 
and um, our boy Aaron, Aphex, and his brother, and Ski Mask. And so that was like our CSC, Your that crew. was our crew. Okay. Um, and so that's, we were like, we're the ones that are taking this serious. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that we really started focusing on just recording. Um, uh, we didn't really have any kind of like we didn't know what we were gonna do with it, but okay. we were, that's like all we did was record. Like we, I mean, we probably did like fifty tracks, something like that, oh, in nice. like a couple years, you that's know, because that's what we did. We just you know, you know, just sit at home, smoke, and record. And, yeah, yeah, you know, that was mm-hmm. our life. Go to work. <laughs> okay. So talk to us um, about Mind Spit. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna let you just go. I'm gonna let you go <laughs> ham on it. Let's talk talk about how you started it. Talk about. Well, what, what it is. So Mindspit was with, with my crew. We, we were calling our label, your Mindspit Records, you know, mm-hmm. it's just what we were calling it. And I was using that as my production um, tag as well for Mindspit Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after Crass, I actually moved to New Orleans. And so, you know, obviously we weren't working with that crew anymore. I, and I met someone out there. It's, it's when you're digging, like New Orleans digging in New Orleans is... A whole another world man like, okay. like the record stores and, mm-hmm. and stuff the, the, the sounds yeah, yeah for sure. and what you can find um uh, i met a guy who was around my age digging and at that time like if, if you don't see young guys digging like it's not like now where everyone's buying records it's right. like so if you see another guy your age digging for records you're like i know what you're doing right. <laughs> you know? so mm-hmm. so we linked up he's the one that taught me how to use an mpc because he had an mpc so okay. i ended up buying his old mpc so when i moved back from new orleans i had learned a lot from there and was doing all everything in the mpc and i came back and uh was working with those guys same guys again okay and um that's when i got my job back at the radio station 1100 kfnx um and so with mindspit there, there was this weird evolution of, okay, there's our little crew. We're not as serious, you know, we're not trying to make, you know, be, you know, superstars with this. But then through the radio station, I met a couple more people who are like, this is what I want to do. And mm-hmm. so they were as focused as I was to do things. So I was working overnights at, um, at the radio station at the time. And some dude comes knocking up, knocking at the door. And, you know, it's, Third Street in Palm Lane, you know, it's the middle of nowhere. Not in the middle of nowhere, but at that time, it's like no one's just knocking at. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> and and it's it's knock. I met knock nocturnal. Um, and he he dropped off a CD. He wanted to see if he could get it played on one of the shows we had there. And we ended up talking, and he played me some of his music. And I was like, man, I was like, this this dude is good. First off, I never knew that there was anyone out here doing like that sample based East Coast style hip hop. Right. You know, it was still that West Coast G funk sound. That's yeah. that's mm-hmm. what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but like that's not what I was listening to, you know. I was right. listening to, you know, the Rockus Records, you know, Slum Village and all that. Shout so out, yeah. so when you have people out here doing that, it's like, okay, they're my type of dude right here. Right. That's who I want to work mm-hmm. with. So I linked up with Knock. Um and he came over like a week later. We did like three or four tracks in one <laughs> one yeah, go because I had my little studio at the house. And he um, he was managed by Ray Diggs. Um, Diggs is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love Diggs, man. But Diggs, uh, we have we would say people would ask, "What does Diggs do?" We're like, "Diggs does things." Yeah, you know, that's just <laughs> he would okay. make things happen. He's, he's that dude. Okay. That dude, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I he's an yeah. amazing manager. So everybody needs that guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Everybody <laughs> needs one in, in their crew. One of those dudes for yeah, sure. For sure. So I that's how I met Diggs, and I started working. And then I met Mike Devious at a show, and Mike Devious and Knock really hit it off. Mm-hmm. And so the core was me, Knock, Mike Devious, and Diggs managing us. And me and Diggs are like, what are we going to do with this? And we're like, let's start a label. Let's do this, you know? Okay. Like, we're inspired by, like, Rockus, you know? Um, all those independent labels, yeah, stuff sure. like that. Um, so, like, let's just do it. And through his connections, that's kind of how we were able to really get our names out there and do things. Like, we were able to get them on shows. Um, he was also doing promotions for independent labels at the time. Okay. So... So we would be doing that stuff and promoting our stuff. Um, and, you know, we got on some big shows. We linked up with Gresher, who uh, was a sound guy over at Mason Jar, or not Mason Jar, Marquee. And okay. um, so he was getting on our first big show. He got us to open up for Nas. 
that was like fire. wow wow fire. like that was like at the marquee that was just like damn that's okay yeah that's, yeah that's, that's huge yeah um i remember that was when he was dating khalees and khalees yeah. was there mm. i just remember backstage looking over and there's khalees i'm like holy shit like this is a whole new <laughs> world <laughs> so it, it, that just opened up that's a great. lot and we were focused on just knocking mike devious and getting those albums out and working mm. on all that and then um timeline's kind of crazy you know i can't you know, <laughs> so yeah, so long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so then we were started expanding a little more. Like I was working with some people I met KFNX, like uh, uh, Glad to meet you. Um, he came through. He had a, his little crew. I would. He, we brought him onto the label. Uh, we're working with him. Um, we we took on um, Audio Oddwell, who was uh, part of um, the Wholesome Crew with okay. Anglo-Saxon. Uh, he was going by Anglo-Saxon at the time. Illal. Um, and he already, that was an easy one because he already had his album done ready. So we were just basically took it on to promote it. Um, and then we had uh, Proof. Phil Harmonic came on. Phil Harmonic was another person that Shout I met at the radio Phil station. Harmonic, uh, and then through the radio station, I was already working with Chili Powder, just recording his album and giving him beats. The album he was working on at the time, 480 Headbanger. Mm -hmm. And through Powerland Records, he kind of came in with us. We were doing our little thing together. So we were all helping each other. Okay. You know, with him, with his name helped as well, and mm -hmm. all of his connections. So I'm trying to think of if I'm missing anyone. Then we brought Raymond Red on uh, from out in Yuma. You end up with the Man Up Squad. Um, Shout out to Man Up yeah. Squad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ray, I love Raymond, man. Raymond is like, yeah, he's he he's a very nice, like he's the nicest guy ever, man. But like he's very intimidating, mm -hmm. but he's he's one of the nicest dudes ever. Like I love Raymond. Um, so we had Raymond Red, uh, Living Proof. Uh, I know I'm missing someone. And then as we start doing a lot more, we brought, brought on Blaze Rock okay. um, to help uh, run the label with us. So the running the label was me, Blaze Rock, and Diggs. Okay. And, and so we, with all of our just collective input and everything, we were man. able to kind of that's a and, that's a lot of that's a lot of people, man. Like yeah. starting out, you know what I'm saying? That's what killed us, though. Okay. It's, you know, I'll, I, I'll get into that, but yeah. you know, it's when you have too like too many people, it just become for me, it just became an assembly line. I was yeah. making beats, recording, making beats, recording, just get it out there. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, I got burnt out for a while. Mm. Um, so it got kind of crazy. And, you know, Diggs and I were always at each other's throats. I mean, we're best friends, so it's not like you know, anything yeah. like that. But, you know, yeah, no, right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, during that period uh, where we were doing a lot for a few years there where, you know, we were just doing shows almost every other night, whether it was a little mason jar show oh. or we were throwing our own mm -hmm. shows. Um uh, Diggs would bring people out and, you know, we'd throw our artists on there. And mm -hmm. he was working with TMC, Ty Michael Carter, promoting at the time. So mm -hmm. Ty would throw us on shows. Okay. And we were still getting all those big shows coming through the marquee. Like, you know, we got the Roots show. Um, God, I know we, they got the Killer Mike show, mm -hmm. Method Man show. So all of those big people that were coming through, like Gresher would be the Gresher loved us. He loved our music. He'd be like, come on, get on the show. That's so. Yeah. Awesome, man. So we, we had a pretty good name for ourselves for a while, just it, just on because we were working so hard getting our faces out there. Mm -hmm. Even if we weren't on a show, we were at the shows. I mean, that's, oh, that's right. what you have to do, right. you know, whether it's you know, supporting everyone else, just making your face known, handing that's out flyers. Fun. And, you know, the, the Internet wasn't as big back then, so it's, that's oh, what you, you had, had to get grind. out there. You yeah. had to yeah. grind. Yeah. To People there. don't understand that now. These from kids the, now. From the trunk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like it's like Instagram, the internet kind of killed that. It's like there's no camaraderie anymore. Whereas back then, yeah, we were all competing with each other. There was that hip hop bravado, you of know, course. where it's like, well, you know, I'm, I know I'm better than you, but you know, we're still cool, you know, like, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, th I think that's a huge loss to the hip hop community right now. But you know, that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So, so yeah, we were doing that, um, the mindspit thing for a long time, going heavy. We even. Uh, we're able to get on the warp tour the west coast leg of the warp tour we took audio on Fire. and did that so that was really cool um like i look back on that those years of my life that's like man, did actually did a lot you know? right yeah. you know it, but then you think i was like okay well not much came of it but at least we had a good time you know we had a mm -hmm. name for ourselves so yeah what was the demise what i mean you said it was an assembly line and yeah, you know, it was just we were just we too many people, too yeah. many heads, too many we couldn't things focus going on. we couldn't focus on one person at a time. Yeah. Um, and some of the artists were starting to feel that too. Um, mm -hmm. you know, things being delayed because we had to work on this or something like right. that. So we have so much like I like on my hard drive I have like I have a unreleased Philharmonic album on my hard drive, mm. you know, that has That's like crazy. 
guest appearance after guest appearance on it like that. It's just we just never got drop around it. drop. Yeah, I know we should. <laughs> yeah, you still screwed. kept the mind spit. Yeah, so it, I still so I still do my operate under mind spit. So okay. that's I do all my all my stuff under mind spit, you know, and the guys, they, they'll still, you know, they still rep mind spit and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but they have all branched off doing their own things, okay. you know, like, um, like knock, he's really heavy in the, the video production right now. Mm-hmm. He's the one that put together that uh, mind spit documentary. Okay. Um, okay. And he's doing a bunch of music videos for a lot of local guys and for himself, you know, um, like he, I know he did stuff for like Tay the crown and, um, okay. Boogie Brown, I think, like, I think stuff like that. So, okay. so he's doing a lot. And Mike Davis, um, you know, he's, you know, a family man now, you know, kind of settled yeah. down a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, Phil Harmonic, he's still out there doing stuff. Yeah, he's um, still doing his thing. And Blaze Rock is just killing it, too. Killing it, yeah. yeah. So, they, so that was kind of like the mind spit thing. And then um, it kind of ended when Diggs moved to, like, the nail and coffin, Diggs moving back to Jersey. And okay. then I ended up moving to San Diego for a short time. So it was like, okay, that's, that's kind of it right there. Yeah. Why'd you leave San Diego? <laughs> just out of curiosity man like san diego is such a beautiful place man it's oh, freaking awesome there. i was like 25 26 at the time my job at the time moved me out there to uh manage the um one of our competitors that we bought out mm. so they sent me out to run the production department out there um and then after a couple of years they realized it was too expensive so mm. they're like hey we gotta bring this back gotcha. <laughs> and they were expensive. like it's yeah, cali man yeah. well they were like okay you know we know you love it out here we we won't be mad if you stay and don't come back with the company i was like i can't afford to live out here without right. job Shit. right right <laughs> so so right. yeah i came back without two maybe yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> right. without two you might for need sure. a couple yeah. of jobs to live <laughs> yeah. in cali bro. Uh, yeah even at that time um but then when I came back, that's when I was in San Diego is when I linked up with uh, Lost Perception. Like, I had known Lost Perception for a while. Like, he would throw us beats for Mindspit. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought he was a dope producer, um, and he was a really cool dude. And when I was in San Diego, um, we started talking a lot more. I think it was through, like, Arizona Beats and 602streets.com. Yep, yep, yep. And um, he was, at that time, he had the council productions. He still has the council productions. Um, um he there was four producers in there uh i think a couple of the guys were kind of not doing as much and he asked me if i wanted to come join i was like i'm in san diego i'm making beats for fun i was like i don't know it, it he took it took a lot for him to like uh, he really pushed me but i was like okay i'll do it and he was working with blaze at the time mm-hmm. so i had some beats i put together for blaze to use for his um album uh, it was a council productions album and then he had, they had just wrapped up Rock Knowledge's album before I came aboard, except they still needed some interludes. So I put, did like three beats for okay. the interludes on, nice. on his album. Um, and so when I moved back to San Diego, this was like a whole nother chapter of working with, you know, Lost in the Council mm-hmm. and starting to work. I, I thought I was retired. I was like, that's I'm done. You know? right. <laughs> but I came back and just that's when I really started focusing on getting my name out there as a producer i was doing like battles like you know almost once a week just you know shout I, out to the beat battles yeah man. i miss that like it was a lot of fun like i got to do the the red bull beat, big tune beat battle that was out here um yo the beat battles were yeah fire. and they, they were happening all the time all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> and it was so dope they were dope because it's like it's like i know i'm a good producer so i was like yeah i'm gonna fucking get in there oh, yeah man. i'd assume they would like really push you too you it know does. like creatively hearing somebody else's mm-hmm. you know stuff and going oh man that is fire yeah. man like i, but I know i, I can come do better than that be- yeah. yeah you know so you got like this yeah, yeah. that's fire dude i love that and that was good for the producers i mean you had that with uh, djs already you had that with uh, um uh, break dancers already right. and rappers uh, you know, oh, yeah. rappers, right. there oh, was yeah. never that for producers until yeah. we started doing the producer battles mm-hmm. and those were uh, fire man that it really pushed us and i think that was a precursor to things now where it, there's you know like sunday school beats and stuff like that where mm-hmm. producers are a little different than rappers you know rappers they they, they get mad at each other too much <laughs> you know we're yeah. like producers like we're we work together you know we uh, we we really push each other up and stuff like yeah. that we're not trying to yeah we are trying to be better than them but we're not trying to i guess belittle them you know we'll work together and help each other out mm-hmm. too. Yeah. That's why I thought what uh, Lost Perception did um, with the his most recent album was it uh, Juggernaut? Yeah, yeah Juggernauts. Juggernaut. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's so dope, and I love that because, yeah. um, like, we talked to him about you know when you have uh, two you know two producers 
they have their own styles. Yeah. They have their signatures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and and being able to merge that with so many people, I thought that was dope. And you're right, man. Producers are totally different. They're, yeah. Hey, man, I love the way you do drums. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit the keys for yeah. it, and we're gonna create something dope. Yeah, you know fun. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even Dre, like the most known producer in the world, Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. A lot of younger producers came from him because he would have people come in. Um, yeah, and what's, work the, with them. what's the what's the what's the one dude? Oh man, from Miami, the white guy, Scott Storch. Scott Storch. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You know he came from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love that. It's, so, it's super dope. Yeah. No, and bless him, man, to be able to like have the patience to do that. <laughs> All those producers to like work with timelines and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's that you know that's that's got to be tough. That's kind of like why I don't work with rappers anymore. Is because I hate dealing with you know hounding people and getting shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to talk to us about your process as a producer. Like, are you a you start with the drums? You starting with the melody? Mm-hmm. Every every producer I feel like has their yeah, little their process. Little things, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, for me, for my production, like if like if you listen to my production, I make sure the kick and the snare stand out. So I start with the uh, the drums for the most part. Okay. Because um, if you have just killer drums, like the sample doesn't really matter. But if those drums are knocking, it's like that's the that's backbone. It. That's yeah. you know like the bass player. You know, like if you have yeah. if you have a good bass and drum line and drum drum program, like that's your your got most of the job done then it's just kind of sprinkling the samples around that or the keys around that okay. whatever you're doing mm-hmm. um but i did find because last year I, I challenged myself to do the 100 beats in 100 days where mm-hmm. i was doing one beat a day mm-hmm. and i found that i was like man all my drums sound the same like all my programs sound mm-hmm. the same so i did switch it up for a while i was like let me start with samples so so I, now i do a, li- a little bit differently sometimes i'll start with the sample because then the drums will come out a little differently but but yeah, for the most part, I start with the with the drums okay. because I think that's the most important part. I agree. I, I agree too. Mm-hmm. Back to what we were talking about, it's it's a, the drums or the bass. Mm-hmm. Those two are like the backbones yeah. of, of music, anyways. They're yeah. keeping your time signature. That's basically. why I hate those damn beats that don't have drums in them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, like I know they're popular now. You know, you get that whole Griselda thing and everything. Like I mm-hmm. like they're fun to listen to, but like they, you know. They just don't knock. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm, right. But yeah, I guess the focus as a producer, I'm coming from that perspective, you know, it, but this focus on the MC, which is what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Right. So. You have a very interesting signature sound too. Like I, I was going through and I was listening to both uh, the albums that the kid, one that came out in November, the hundred beats. Mm-hmm. And then the new one that came, just came out dropped in January. Mm-hmm. Um, beats volume one, uh, the rapper beats, the, volume the rapper one. beats yeah. volume one. And, um, I got to say, man, I found myself so interested in, like, you use very interesting sounds to me. You pull, I don't know if it's your samples. I'm not sure, you know, if you're, are you playing any instruments or, you know, because it's not your regular run-of-the-mill type of beats. Mm -hmm. So is it, are you using a lot of samples or is it are you actually playing some stuff in there as well i use both uh so okay. back in the day i wouldn't mix samples and keyboards like i just i i, I was strictly hip-hop i'm like i'm backpacker mm-hmm. i'm doing samples it sure wasn't samples, until yeah. it wasn't until i started getting older and be like i don't give a fuck anymore you know mm. that i started layer so all layer um layer keyboards and synths in there and the way i approach it i don't want anything to stand out i want when it comes to the melody and the 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 samples i want everything to sound like it was all played together by a band right. um, mm-hmm. so if i have a synth the lead line i will hide it just enough to where it seems like it belongs there like it won't you, you won't hear anything standing out or mm-hmm. anything like that i want it to sound like i chopped up this was a whole song and i chopped it up and that's it that way fire. that's good engineering though yeah like really i mean because you, you <laughs> to me now you're getting into the psychology of, of human brains yeah. in a sense right because it's there yeah but it's not in, in, in there, your face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying i love that i love when producers do that because they got a peek behind the curtain you know? right yeah. because when you listen to a song right like mm-hmm. no matter how you listen to it you could be in your car it could be with headphones it could be whatever and you'll listen to something 20 30 times and then you put your, your headphones on that are like super good like studio headphones whatever right whatever you you deem the most valuable speaker that you have and all of a sudden you're like 
I've heard this song 30 times. I (laughs) never heard heard this synth in the background. That's a fact. What the hell is it? And then you find it's like a whole new experience with the song. And I love that. I I love that, you know, it's not like hiding it. It's still there, Mm -hmm. but your brain just doesn't perceive it right away. Right? Because it's so focused on that that beat. Right? And you're like, man, that's hard, man. It's dope, you know? And then... And then you, you hear it, and then you hear that little synth line in the background, yeah. and you're like, man, that is fire. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I, I really awesome, do, I, really I do like appreciate that, that though, yeah. you know, because, you know, hearing it from an actual producer who's producing beats to yeah. actually mix it correctly. Yeah. You know, and when I listen to music, that's one of the very first things I listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, everybody listens to music differently. A lot of people listen to lyrics first. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm music first always. Yeah. Like if it does not grab me musically, yeah, I'm out. Lyrics don't matter. No, I'm no. out, man. Like it, most of the time, I'm out. Like yeah. unless we're doing a review, man, and I have to listen <laughs> yeah. to it, and then I'll find something that I you know have to like or you know my brain perceiving it to be a good song or something. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it it does lead. I think for my beats to sound almost maybe a little more. I hate to say muddy, muddier because I do. In order to make that happen, you have to put a lot of, you know, you're, you're doing more reverb, you're doing a little bit more yeah. to it. So it makes it, it that kind of helps as well. So there, there, I mean, there's a give and take to it, but. A little, little tricks. Yeah. Try, yeah. 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 Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the radio. All right. All right. So, so this, this is probably where the crazy story is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to get all that, all the, all the bubble gum stuff out the way, the nice stuff. Yeah. We're, we're far enough in, mm-hmm. so now the curse words can start flying on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we had some crazy mind spit stories, but those guys may want, not want me to share them. But you know, but hey. as far as the radio stuff. Yeah, let's get into it. Oh, I, 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 I'll say this. I loved watching that documentary, mm-hmm. um, which was very well done. And I, But I do feel like there's there's – there's definitely some shit behind the curtain. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah, yeah. it was just, it, you just, just alluded it. to stuff. It was like, yeah, man, strippers and keggers. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, what are we about to get into uh, on Saturday? So let's get into it, man. That's another one of those things where I look back. It's like, how the fuck did we get away with that? You know, that's that's that whole thing. Um, so when I finished up with the conservatory, um, I did my um, internship um with one of the Pro Tools instructors, Joseph Zueda. He had his Zaya Studios out here, and he did mostly um, uh, post-production for video. And okay. so I I wasn't doing much radio stuff with there. So I was trying to expand myself more. I was learning that, okay, I might not make money working in a studio. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to work in Ocean Way or anything like that. It's just not going to happen. Right, right. So um, when I was looking for a job um, in the – some sort of the field. field. I saw there this little radio station, 1100 KFNX. Um, they needed board ops, which is just the, it was a talk radio station. So they just need someone to, you know, turn the mics on, play commercials, that sort of thing. Um, you're just in the background while everyone you know, right. is hosting their show. Right. And it was um, 1100 KFNX was a um, pay to play type thing where people could buy an hour and have their own little radio show okay. on there. Um, and they can, mm-hmm. you know, sell commercials and whatnot um you know a lot of people kind of looked like like a scam but it was more like you know we're because some of the sales people were a little you know kind of yeah. tricked people a like it'll pay for itself it's <laughs> right. like no you're, right, you're paying right. for this shit so <laughs> right. yeah um but you know it, it was cool the 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 people that worked all this the board ops and um all the behind the scenes people we were all younger people they were all in the local music scene it was mostly like punk rock and metal dudes you know it's like my boss his name was johnny duct tape you know he was the program director oh, you know? <laughs> okay i remember when i went in my interview he's like do you own a gun i'm like no <laughs> he's like well if you're gonna be working here overnights you should probably have one with you i was like so it's like you know it's like little type spot like that and um rinky dinky place third but street, like you said third street and palm lane yeah right? yeah yeah Jeez. Yeah, um, I don't know how it is now, but back then, yeah, it was just bums, you know, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I start. I got my job there, just running boards. And when you were an engineer there, um, after ten o'clock, they didn't sell any time after ten o'clock. It was just like, you know, we're no one's gonna buy time after this time. Okay. So they let us engineers have an hour to do our own little show, whatever we want. And so I did a, um, I would bring my friends in. Uh, we would just play music, just talk shit, 
You know, it was it was a professional, you know, it was a professional setup. Right. So, you know, I was 18, 19, you know, free reign of the fucking radio station. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we would do our show. I didn't take it very seriously, just having fun. And then I brought Jason Horn, who was going by Jizz Hornet at the time. Um, he um, like that's his he's in rate like he loves radio. That's his thing. That's what he always wanted to do. So I got him a job there as a board op. And he started doing the you know hip hop show, and then I was like, let's just merge ours. Um, and he started taking it really seriously. We're like, let's open it up to local music. And so you know, I, that was the key thing is is having the the, the local, local thing. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh shit, you know, we can come come in the station, have our music played. Mm -hmm. And even though it's a fifty thousand watt station, which is huge for an AM station, but at night. You have to power down to a thousand watts right. because radio waves they travel further at night, um, but we had control over that shit. So, <laughs> so when we our shows came on, we we're like, boom, power up to fifty thousand watts. We're damn. We would get, we would literally when people would get here. You know, we get calls from Texas, the East Coast, like you yeah, know, on the right crazy. night. That's yeah, crazy, yeah. though, man. Jeez. That's and funny. then we would also people start calling in from. This is before it got too too big. Um, like we were just playing music and talking shit, um, mm -hmm. and we um, we started having collect calls from you know like Durango and you know the ten, you know the ten city, ten city yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and the and the the prisons out here, and um, we're like, what the hell's going on? And apparently they can only listen to AM radio at there at the time, so they were catching our show. And we would get these collect calls and us being, oh, fuck it, we'll take a collect call. Right. You know, you have all these guys like, yeah, let me freestyle on there. That's you know, let right. me, and everyone's, you know, fucking shouting out their people back home. Right, and stuff right. Like that. You hear everyone in the background. Shout, just out, like, shout, yeah. out, little, shout out little knuck knuck. You <laughs> so, know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is for sleeper right here. You know? <laughs> that's right, that's right. exactly what it was. Right. And so these guys were telling their people back home, I'm on the radio. Mm hmm. So you get not only the people out there listening, you get the people, you know, their their friends and family, family listening. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to give you a shout out tonight. I'm going to call in. Mm -hmm. So it just was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. How does how did this happen? I mean, we we were doing like two hours one night a week, and then it just expanded because no one was that that time was just there. We're like, we'll just come in more and start doing the show more until they tell us not to. And you know, it took two two years, three years before they told us not to. You know, <laughs> that's dope. Um, so, um, you know, we'd be doing that and then we started bringing in local people for like freestyle Fridays. Cause mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I, I knew everyone from the scene, Jason, right. Jason knew everyone from the scene. And, um, so it's slowly word of mouth, people coming in, you know, we would have, you know, do interviews like our first big interview. Um, uh, I, we had like, um, cause I, my cousin was dating uh, Zigzag from NB Riders at the time. So okay. we brought him in. He was like our first interview. And then we okay. brought like Knock. We bring the Mind Spit people. Right. And then we expanded beyond that. And there'd be more and more people coming, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially with the freestyles, we would do Freestyle Fridays. There would literally be like 20, sometimes 40 people waiting in line to spit. That's, you know? that's crazy. And there was, you know, they could cuss because um, um, at that time of night, you could cuss on the radio. So... There was just, you know, whatever the fuck you want, you know, yeah. just spit whatever you want, that's, that's, you know, come in. If you oh. suck, we don't care. We did, you know, if you're dope, cool. But, you know, it, right. We just, we just providing you with the, the space and opportunity. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. yeah. And it just turned into a party, man. Like we ended up doing three nights a week from like, you know, till like four in the morning sometimes just whenever we got tired, you mm -hmm. know, like Thursday, Friday, you know, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights. And we started getting sponsors, you know, um, helping us out with the show and stuff like that. Bring us, you know, a pizza place, bring a pizza, <laughs> and, you know, like a smoke shop. We'd be able to have giveaways and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, yeah, man, we got a strip club to sponsor us. <laughs> so we, <laughs> so we had the conference room there, you know, you'd have strippers in the conference room, you know, <laughs> doing their, their thing. We, we would bring a keg in and we'd bring a grill in, not inside, but outside, you know, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, the, uh, in the courtyard area. So people would be barbecuing, people would be freestyling, people would be smoking in the bathroom, smoking That's outside. Crazy. I mean, there would be blunts and 40s passed around, everything, man. The bosses wasn't like, 
the bosses were probably partaking. No, well, the, bo- <laughs> the so our bosses were cool as fuck. They didn't care like our actual, but the owners, um, they just as long as they had money coming in from their they, other ventures, they, they really didn't care. care. They didn't mm. care as long as nothing happened. You know that they nobody like, got hurt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, the out of sight, out of mind, basically. Okay. So, okay. So they were really cool like that. Um, you know, and there were guys that we would go out drinking with, anyways. You know, so okay. it's yeah. not like there were stuffy dudes. Right. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So it was a little lax that way, but, but yeah, man, like it, it just turned into this just big free for all house party, you know, for like two years <laughs> and man, some of the stuff that happened, we would have shootings there. We'd have fights, man. Yeah. I remember coming out one time, um, I opened the door to go outside to go smoke and I just see this dude, I'm not going to say name, just peering around the corner, guys got behind his back looking around. I'm like, I'm just gonna go back inside. You know, <laughs> like it was like that, man. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. My my boy, he got his bike shot up there. Um, yeah, there's a few people got beat down there, and yeah, it, it was. Well, out of all the crazy stuff, oh, but yeah. what what about like? Do you have like a really like fond memory? Really, something really like just crazy cool happened on one of those nights or something? Um. I don't know, man. It was all, it was all a blur. First I was gonna off. say it's all a blur. <laughs> I was gonna say it was somebody but like I can, big I can and see the haze hey yeah. start coming through while you were thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the the big thing that like we were like most proud of that that we did, and you know, I have to give most of the credit to Jason um, because that was his show. You know, I was just helping him out with it and co-hosting, um, so that was his show. I was able to partake in. Um, so, I think when we got the new times right up. That were like mm. that's huge too. This huge, you know, three mm-hmm. four page write up, you know, in there talking about uh, what we were doing, and that was just cool to see. It's like, damn, this yeah. is the new times. I would wait to pick it up every Wednesday, yeah, you know, right. and now I'm in it. This is that's dope. A, that's dope. Um, yeah, and then you know, with the everyone, like we're so appreciative of us playing their music and stuff like that. You know, being able to provide something for the community and and all that and doing something that no one else was doing. You know, when we would hear that fuck power, you know, the MPs mm-hmm. say that, we're like, yeah, that's right. We're doing this shit. They ain't doing it, you right, know? Right, right, right. it's funny. I love Matlocks, man. But at the time, Matlocks and them, they started doing their thing after we did. Our whole thing was like, uh, it's probably not true, but like, because we were doing the local, we feel like they started doing the local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matlocks is my boy. I love Matlocks. But that's at that funny. time, like, it was like, no, we were in competition. Yeah. Man. Like, we were. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. We we're that's like, cool. we had Freestyle Fridays first. What are they doing? Right. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You know what I mean? And definitely that's just, that, that was just the times at that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially for hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, because hip hop is just naturally competitive. You know, well, at that time, the whole beef, you know, like that was like that's what it was about. Hip hop was about at that time. Yeah. It was just the whole beef thing. Um, that's when you had the Eminem, Benzino, Eminem versus everyone, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's what people were wanted. That's what they thought hip hop was. Was right. let's attack each other. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Yeah. So. Not, so, not everybody's kumbaya and singing with each other. Yeah, yeah, which is true. <laughs> which yeah, is which is too. good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you know, gotta have some beef. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of drama, you know, and it, it all just, um, like I said, I'm not gonna name artist names, but you know, like there were times where people felt entitled for us to play their music. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had one guy came in. He's just like, play our shit. We've been here this beginning. I'm like, no, we'll get to it, man. You know? And he's like, no, like just basically threatening me to play his music. And I was like, no, we're not doing that shit. You know? And that's, no. you get those bad, bad apples, I guess, um, every once in a while. And that was towards the end. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, this is getting a bit, be a bit too much. You yeah. know, this, this is a little much. And it just got too big and it just, you know, got a little out of control. Yeah. It imploded. Mm-hmm. I got tired of it. Like towards the end there. I would only show up for like one or two of the nights out of the three, yeah. Just because I was like, man, I'm over this. Was that was that basically everybody was kind of just getting yeah. tired of it? Yeah, and, and then the radio like station a... was finally like, no, that we gotta cut this. This is mm. there's there's too much too much happening here. Yeah, there's too much going on. Could so be it's a liability off. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, we went out and uh, you know we didn't um, fade out. We went out at you know the our peak and so yeah, <laughs> yeah man, yeah. yeah. What's the what's the craziest one of the craziest things that happened 
And I mean like really crazy, not like crazy cool, like like oh my gosh, what the hell is going on here? Um, without naming se- names and shit. Seeing a um, seeing a laser spotlight on someone who was talking shit to someone else. Oh, what? Shit. Yeah, really. Like it got to that. That's where it was like, okay, this is that's nuts. That, that, but that's how it was then, man. In the hip hop out here, it's like yeah, you know true. you would go to shows. How many fights were there? Like, All the time. You know, it, it's it's just how it was, and like that's for, like on the bad side, that's what it was. But for on like the good side, I think it was just you know like we'd just be outside drinking from the keg, you know, yeah. passing around the forty, yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. smoking and grilling up burgers. Yeah. What what uh what 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 years was this? Uh, this was probably 2001 to 2003 okay. or so around okay. that time period. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Right in that time, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe 2004. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would have been like the, yep. The Eminem. Yeah. 50 Ja Rule. That whole, that mm-hmm. whole timeline. Yeah. 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 That, that is what hip hop was about. Yeah, maybe it was later. <laughs> I, I, a little bit later, I don't know. Like I, you know, we I, I would so say much. from '01 to like '08, yeah, '09 is just that. That pretty much that decade of hip hop mm-hmm. was like everybody yeah. was beefing. Even like, that's what it was. Even it? even even listeners like consumers. Uh-huh. We're picking sides. <laughs> like, oh, you rocking with 50? Yeah. I'm over here rocking with this dude. Yeah, like, I'm with Ja, you know? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> they don't even know you, dog. What are yeah, you talking about? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm G-Unit, bro. Like, yeah. they don't even know you. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, that's 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 fire, though. Yeah. yeah uh, so. I wanted to ask you about music in general. Because mm-hmm. um, since you said, you know, you kind of grew up liking everything and you still like everything. Where do you think music is today? Do you think it's in a good spot? Do you think it's in a weird spot? You don't like it. You like it. You know, what's your take on music today? I think it's awesome that anyone can put something out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the most amazing thing. But, you know, it's double-edged sword. You got a lot of sh- crap out there. And mm-hmm. there's a lot to wade through. And the the mainstream is just shrinking. So there's, you know, you only have the same few artists that are putting out those mainstream songs mm-hmm. when you have, when, when it's funny that you have all these people putting out music. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not, especially like with hip hop culture, like I'm not saying like, I'm not a huge fan of the new, you, the new stuff. Like, um, you know, I'm still listening. I'm glad some of the old dudes are still putting out stuff like planet Asia and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, they're still putting out, keeping yeah. up with the times. Yeah. Um, Even man, not like Nas. 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 Yeah. Like, Oh Ooh, man, those, boy. those three albums, they put three out, albums? that's the best hip hop I've heard in so long, oh, man. Like, I, I would, yeah. It's classic. Yeah. Yeah. Classic hip boy. Stuff. Like hip boy is up there now for me. Yeah. Like oh, his boy yeah. is on a different. I don't yeah. want Nas Planet. to do anything with anybody else <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. rest of his career. Yeah, because Nas Nas has a track record of picking shitty beats. You know, after I mean, he has this, the, the primo beats, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Illmatic was front to back best beats ever. But right. after like his first three albums, it was like, man, maybe you should have someone else. Yeah, curate uh, your beats for you. Nah, well, but the Hit Boy Hit Nas boy. era, I, yeah. I feel like that's the best Hit Boy shit too. Like, yeah. I feel like Hit Boy has a whole nother file mm-hmm. that just says Nas. And then everybody else gets yeah. like, oh, you guys can go through this shit. I feel like he he's, does two different beats. Like, he does beat, like, obviously he's doing beats specifically for Nas, but it's a different style of beat for him. Because, like, I didn't know Hit Boy until those not, the first Nas album. Okay. Like, I heard the name, but, like, I lumped it into this whole trap, whatever, right, right, right. new hip-hop mm-hmm. sound. So right. I was like, I'm not even going to check for that. So when I went back and listened to some of his other stuff, I'm like, it's just not the same. And the beats are different, you know? And obviously, um. I love Nas, so I'm gonna like this stuff better. But yeah. but I feel like he has two different styles that he does. He does, he does right. for sure. I mean, he did an album with um with Big Sean, and that album is totally different from mm. what what he did with Nas on all three of those albums. And they're, and they're coming out with Katy Katy three this year. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yep. I can't wait. I can't, ah, I can't wait, wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> Fire! It's gonna be so good. But man. you got you got like the core days of the world. I don't know if you heard of Core Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, He's dope. Um. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely definitely a lot of the same. I think I think um you know, as long as I like I like people who are unique. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like that a is bit, a big thing yeah. for you. Yes, I, I yeah. like I like if you don't sound like everybody else mm-hmm. and you're dope and you could put together some some good music. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. Like I like the Roddy Riches, mm-hmm. you know, but I grew up, you know, messing with the Cubes yeah, and yeah. The Snoops and the you know what I mean. The lit like the Jays and the Nas's, mm-hmm. but some of the new stuff is so unique. It's like damn, that shit is. I know it's auto tuning. It's not yeah, really yeah. my thing, but that shit's kind of fire. You, like, you got you got to get out of that whole um, like hip hop, um, like old school mentality of okay, not everyone has to be a lyricist. You right, know, right. you know, just enjoy the music for what it is. Right. Don't pick it apart, which is hard for people like us who that's what we do. We mm. pick apart music, you know. Yeah. So it's hard just to listen to an album and you know and not pick it apart. And, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, my son, he's um, he's going to be 10 here in the next couple months, and he's, you know, listening to the new stuff. So he'll play me stuff every once in a while. And some of it, I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. I'm like, this is terrible. How are you going to listen right. to this? But there are some artists who'll play for me. I'm like, this is actually really good. Yeah. I was like, damn. Okay. How, does he, how does he find it? How does he come across it? Just Fortnite. <laughs> weird, man. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that yeah. that would be that would be where like, he'd probably be hearing it. Yeah. Through Fortnite on and like metaverse. and like um what else? he's he's all over like TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a TikTok song, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I think you know I've said this before and I'll 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 keep saying it until it changes. It, I love music, man, and I I love it everything mm-hmm. it's just so hard to find and sift through mm-hmm. everything i just wish there was a some sort of better <laughs> algorithm out there yeah to find some of this stuff because people put stuff on Bandcamp, soundcloud it's apple everywhere. spotify title amazon mm-hmm. pandora i mean it i mean lists just keep going yeah. and you're like there are just too many. Yeah. I feel like so you go back and listen to the like, Gangstar album. You yeah. know, right. <laughs> you can't choose. You know? uh, but I love new music. I love trying to yeah. find like this, this new, uh, you know, whatever it mm. is. You know, I get so excited. I think we've talked about it. This guy, Black Odyssey, R and B artist. Man, I was so happy to find this guy mm-hmm. because he doesn't different. sound like any R and B artist you've ever heard of before. He's fire he's so good but those are how did i yeah. come across that? i don't know how i came across yeah. that. i just came across just it and to, it yeah. just happened and it's unfortunate that it, it becomes that way mm-hmm. you know um because i agree with you in the sense of i think it's so cool that everybody can release whatever they want yeah you know there's nothing doesn't really cost a whole lot of money mm-hmm. you know you could do everything on a computer, which everybody's pretty much got today. Yeah, it's like I have no more excuses, which is why I'm actually releasing <laughs> stuff now. You know, that I always had an yeah. excuse. You know, I just mm. don't have the funds to do this. Right. I, you know, but now it's like, God, I can't get mm. any more excuses. I got to put some music out. <laughs> Speaking of that, talk to us about the um about the Twitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. You said you said it's on. It's, it's, you said it's on hiatus. Yeah. So with Jason, um, Jason Horn, he um, so he's big in the 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 cannabis community out here okay. um, he owns uh, a few smoke shops out here the high maintenance smoke shops okay. and uh, he's opened up a smoke lounge so me and him came up in radio we're always doing that you know we right. had the UTI show and we he always has that bug like that's he loves doing that that's his jam you know mm. doing radio getting on and doing that so I think it was like four years ago we set up a studio at his um, at his uh, place in Tempe and nothing really happened with it we're like you know this is too much and then we came across twitch and he met someone who who really knew twitch and knew mm-hmm. how to do that and so we're like okay so we got all the cameras got everything and started start doing that and he brought someone in to to help um, produce it and it just kind of blew up there for a while um you know we would uh, have interviews of people in the marijuana community out here um we would talk about marijuana events um and uh, we would bring, um, do giveaways and stuff like that. And we, we, you know, he had a good following. He made a good following and we would have, because it was, a, we were trying to bring the whole UTI thing into this. Not quite, not the format, but the the feel, the, right. the vibe of it. Right, right, right. So he, luckily, I mean, he has a big loft up in Tempe and one of the towers. So we were able to open it up to a few people. You know, we would have 20, 30 people there just taking out smoking. You know, we okay. had the cameras out there that would show the crowd. And, mm-hmm. you know, dope. we had us. And they started doing um, 
different contests like blunt rolling contests, which Ooh. is something we did back in UTI. Okay. Um, we do the they they do the dab contest, the bong pong stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it's it's just a really it's a really cool show, which is funny because I'm not a huge smoker, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a casual smoker, but we we just have such a good vibe together um, that. You know, it's I'm able to work. I can kind of keep up yeah, <laughs> with what they're talking about. Got you. Because man, I'll tell you, man, smoking now is a lot different than it was back in oh, the it's day. All, <laughs> it's a whole, thing, man. It's a science yeah, behind yeah, this shit is, now, yeah, for real, is. man. And yeah. some of the names, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I mean, some of the rules for like the the dab contest, like the rules they put into place. I'm like, you got to think about stuff like this, <laughs> like <laughs> to make it work. That's it's crazy. like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, so. So yeah, so we're doing that, but but because he's opening up the the smoke lounge um, uh, over there on Mill Avenue, he had to put the show on hold so he could focus on that. Okay, um, just because there's a lot involved in. So we'll be coming back. Yeah, it's going to be coming back. Nice. Um, just no date or anything like that. Um, so yeah, look look out for that one. Cool, cool. Are you are you going to do any type of uh, streaming yourself? Um, I got on Twitch for a little while. I was doing uh, do live beat making and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it was more of um, First off, it was a little bit of an insecurity getting on there, but I got better at it because we were we were doing I was doing live beat making during the our Twitch the high maintenance show the high in Arizona show I would do live beat making while you know they would talk about you know everything that's Um, dope uh, so I got a little better at it um, but it it was just more about time I guess Um, you know you got family and stuff like that it makes it kind of tough I get it yeah because I'm at the age now where I'm doing this for fun. you know, back in the day, it's like we're trying to make money with it. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I have money, but my time is precious. Whereas back then, you know, I had <laughs> all the time mm-hmm. in the world, but no money. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so it's it's a time thing. You know, you take care of your responsibilities and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know, Mega, Mega Ran uh, was talking about that too. He put out a thing. He was like, how do y'all dads do this? And yeah. I was like, bro, you got to set up your little daddy's. Uh, uh, station right here where you can yeah. see the kids and you can still mess around over here. You know what I mean? So no, I get it. I yeah, get it. no, it was um, because what happened, like towards the end of mine spent and doing production, like I took a break in 2010. Um, like I literally just went, boom, stopped. Mm-hmm. Dark 30. Uh, you know, I, I you know, uh, got married, started having my family and for like an eight year period, it was like I wasn't doing anything music wise. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'm focusing on the family. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I realized Man, I miss this. So mm-hmm. I started playing, you know, I was playing guitar again, started that way. And then I was like, let me try doing beats again. And, you know, I was good at that. Right. <laughs> and then it just kind of like, I just kind of fell into it again. And um, when someone asked me for beats, I was like, am I getting into this again? Am I doing this again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like T call reached out to me and he was like, Hey, let me throw some beats my way. And so I gave him some beats for a project he's doing. And then, um, yeah. And then it just kind of took off from there. I was like, yeah, that, start buying the fucking equipment again and <laughs> you know how it goes yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's, now i got a whole the whole studio room and you know way too much equipment mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of taking over again nice That's good though man nice so, man i i say this about music man i tell everybody this man it never goes away you know never. what i'm saying yeah once you get into music and you really get into mm-hmm. it and you really if you spend at least one year of your life really trying to attack music from whatever mm-hmm. angle, whatever aspect, producer, rapper, singer, whatever, it'll always it be in you. Yeah. It'll all, it, you will always, always, it will always be there. you'll always be doing something in music, yeah. whether it's professionally or just as a hobby. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, you, I've, I've taken years off too. And then I'm like, man, I mean, I'm gonna go record a song. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna hear it, <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna yeah, do it. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think it's fire yeah. still, you know, mm-hmm. so. And I think it helps that being, you know, being older, it's like, I'm gonna be 41. And, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a bitter old producer. And like, so I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. So if I like it, I'm gonna put it out there. If no one listens, do it. No one listens right. to it, you know. It's right. it's like I'm gonna do this for I'm for the first time ever. I'm doing this for me. Yeah. I'm not doing this for this person's album. I'm not doing it because this person wants to hear it. I'm doing this because I want to do it, mm-hmm. and it makes it a lot more freeing. And that's that's kind of why when I took that break, I was just burnt out. You know, yeah. I was just like, that's. I, well, I, do- and, and I talked to him yesterday about some. Sometimes you just got to step away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even as a writer. I know that there's been times where I'm like, man, I really want to write. And I'm sitting down. I'm like, I don't got nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and then and then yeah, you, and you then that's when you get you that's gotta, when you get the you most trash. Back. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you try you to force back. it, mm-hmm. you try to force a beat. Yeah. Like that shit is terrible. Mm-hmm. You go back and listen, like what the hell yeah. was I thinking? Mm-hmm. You sometimes you just gotta walk away, man, and and, and let it breathe. Yeah, yeah. Let it simmer let down it for a little bit. Yeah, and it's kind of nice because the only person like right now I have a responsibility to with music is myself, so mm-hmm. I can do that. Like I took all of December off and most of January because of the holidays and work was crazy mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, like that. Sure. It's like, I have the ability to be able to be able to do that. Dope. So do you sell beats? Like can people go? Yeah, I have my, beats? I have my, um, uh, what's called the beat. Um, what's the website? Beats, is it beat stars? Beat stars. Yeah. Beat yeah. Stars, so yeah. I have a beat stars up there. Um, you know, I, I don't push it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, but if anyone, like I have people reaching out to yeah, me every once in a while. People are watching this, man, yeah. or listening, uh, you know, and want to go check out some of your, I mean, oh, most obviously definitely. go check out on like yes. all the, the, the two um, beat uh, tapes, I guess you would yeah, call them, yeah. uh, that are out like everywhere, yeah. right? Because like, yeah. I've seen them on Apple Music, uh, Yeah, the 100 Days and the um, yeah. the rapper beats I just mm-hmm. put out, that's all on uh, all the streaming plat- plat- platforms right. and mm-hmm. Bandcamp. We also have, I did the um, the sample pack, the sound pack with DJ Organic yeah, that we released that. on mm-hmm. his late, late Bloomer Records. Um, mm-hmm. And that's actually going to be a series. I already started working on the second one. Fire. So nice. we're trying to put those every couple months, a new sample pack out Fire. for producers. Um, that's I've kind of fallen in love with that doing the sound design and stuff. Um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, and then the rapper beat series, um, just because I make I make beats all the time, but I don't work with anyone, so it's mm-hmm. like I want to do something with them. That's what the whole rapper beat series nice. is. Whereas the hundred days, when I did the hundred days, um, the album, it wasn't any of the beats that I put put out for those hundred days. This mm-hmm. was you know what I learned. I'm gonna put it towards this album. It was more of an instrumental, actual songs. Uh, that hundred days was actual project, mm-hmm. um, and so for like the rapper beats, it's just the stuff that you know. It's they're, they're beats, you know. Yeah. If yeah. someone wants to freestyle over them, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just learned that. Um, yes, I'm a producer, but at heart, I'm a beat maker. Mm-hmm. I make beats for rappers. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm good at. That's what mm-hmm. I'm best at. I heard that. And if I don't have anyone to rap over them, I'm still gonna put that shit out. There right. You go. Yep. There you yeah. go. Awesome. So you got anything else coming up? You got anything you're working on? Anything you want to tell the people? Uh, well, we got the, so I got the next rapper beats will come out. I'm trying to do that every month. Okay. Um, I've pretty much already got that one done. I have another instrumental album um, that is kind of more uh, laid back um, type vibe to okay. it. Lo-fi vibe. Uh, that's going to come out this month. It's all done. I just got to put it out there. I didn't want to put it with the rapper beats so right. soon. Okay. Um, so that'll be coming out here. Um pretty soon it's just a little five track instrumental thing okay um, and yeah so that's what i got going on now i got um working with uh t call he's got some beats he's got a project he's working on right now okay um but yeah other than that that's uh pretty much all i got going on i'm gonna start the twitch thing again this year uh, okay. nice. for for making beats so um, yeah, we'll definitely be tuned in man. and yeah. we can find that you be uh, Instagram maybe yeah so, so Instagram I have my link tree on Instagram so you can okay. follow, find the link on my Instagram RTC underscore Shogun it's gonna have um, all the links for the albums and sound pack and my Twitch page and stuff like that and the Mindspit documentaries okay. on there as well Fire. so that's best place to find everything for nice, so, nice. yeah you know I'm gonna sprinkle it down here yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be down here somewhere you know what I'm saying <laughs> that post production yeah. magic yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is magic right here you know what I'm saying <laughs> Uh, oh man, Shogun, thank you for coming through, for coming, bro. Man. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to everything you got going on in the future. Yeah. Definitely gonna Sorry be I couldn't go into too detail on some of those stories. Nah, you, you know, good. Can't call out names. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you're yeah. good, bro. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, you, got, you probably signed an NDA. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you again, man. And uh, yeah, appreciate you coming, man. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you it. guys thank stay you. safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is. The Gray Space. Peace. Peace.